When will the 5G iPhone launch? Speaking of launches, do you remember the very first iPhone launch? All this and more on this episode of the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Life Johnson. Hello. And Michael Simon. Morning. Uh, let's start with some iPhone rumors. This is kind of a silly rumor to me of like, oh, it's going to ship all together. No, it's going to ship in two different phases. The, the, the phases one was always bogus. Yeah. Never. Never would Apple do that. Uh, yeah, so the rumor is basically that Ming-Ching Kuo basically reaffirmed what he said yeah. earlier, right? Yeah. This, this, is, uh, this, is like, this is like analyst shade. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was it, to, to say, that, you know, so last week it came out that Apple was going to first ship the sub-6 gigahertz 5G phone, and then three months later ship the sub-6 gig, uh, sub, sub, sub gig plus millimeter wave iPhone, and no one has any idea what that means. Apple would right. never yeah. do that. Yeah, and it, it's not it was, as obvious it was as ridiculous. Like yeah, right, right. And that wasn't months later anyway. It was, it was, it was, you know, a few weeks or five weeks, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people knew what they were getting with that. They can make a, a, an informed decision. If Apple got on stage and said, "Here, we're releasing this five G now, and 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 this other five G later," people would be like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. So Ming Chin Kuo, the analyst who tends to be on point. On some of these stuff, basically said, yeah. no, they're, they're going to ship all at the same yeah, time. Yeah, he, he knows what he's talking about. And again, <laughs> even if he didn't, the, the the only thing that was possible out of that rumor is that Apple would have dumped millimeter wave altogether because yeah. it's, it's not really viable and it's not all that important. They would never do a split release like that. It would just be absurd. See, yeah. I will admit that I even had to do a little bit of research myself to really get the difference between. Yeah, them. no one knows whatever the hell that means. Of course, I mean, like it's like no one, no, no one knows, no one cares. Just give me five G. That's all people care about. Exactly. Right. That's, exactly. Yeah. Uh, another thing that Apple, uh, well, this is more of an official announcement. Is Apple kind of released a program for the iPhone XS and XR smart battery? case yeah it's a a, a replacement situation yeah so i didn't realize this i I, I, maybe i haven't been uh, diving into reddit and stuff like that but i didn't realize there was an issue with that particular case yeah i i hadn't heard much i mean i don't know how big these things are as far as sales go but yeah apparently there's an issue where it doesn't hold a charge and it doesn't it kind of intermittently charges so Apple released a replacement program on the day, the, the, the year to the day that it came out last year. So in, 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 in effect, they're extending your warranty to two years because, you know, 90% of the ones that are out there right now are covered by that year warranty unless you bought it on day one, which I don't think many people ran out to buy one. But you're covered through the end of this year into January of next year. So if something goes wrong call them up and get it fixed or, or, or yeah. replaced in this instance. So if you bought one of these cases, keep a close eye on it. Yeah. Be aware of this particular program. We have a link on our website if you want to learn more about it. Uh, if you're Even if your case is running fine, it could yep. even, it could have a problem down the road. Yep. So you, you want to be aware of this particular program and get your case replaced yeah unfortunately i guess you a little bit more bang for your buck because that's uh this is some expensive cases yeah Yeah. it's like 
149. Yeah, it's 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 pricey, but you know, um, um, Mophie's cases are pricey too. You know, whenever you whenever you add a battery and and trying to make it thin and work, you know, all that stuff, you know, you're you're, you're paying for it. Yeah. But you know, it's good that Apple recognized that it's good that they got ahead of it, so to speak. And if there's a problem, you know, go to an Apple store and swap it out. Uh, one thing Apple has yet to recognize is the problem that seems to be happening with AirPods Pro uh, that Leif wrote about the other day. Apparently, there was a firmware update that was released, and that firmware update seems to have changed something with the noise cancellation in the AirPods Pro. Now, I want to say that I had some people respond. I mean, I kind of answered this in the editorial, but directly... If basically, if on December sixteenth, in that is in a few days after that, it's not a clear exactly when Apple pulled the update. If you updated your AirPods and they do that automatically, your AirPods Pro, there's a chance yeah. that you got this, uh, that you you got this firmware update. And what it was is it it improves something like the bass and everything like that, but it also significantly makes the noise canceling worse and i've had that and i i kept thinking am i going nuts am i am i you know am i just getting used to it or something like that but no they they actually did get worse so i have a friend who got it you know his three days ago so he has a different firmware update uh but uh you know there's a little tip in here um i'll put that if you want to know if you have this problem on your AirPods Pro, go to Settings, General, About, and go to AirPods Pro while you're wearing them, and you're looking for 2C54. That way you know it if you have it. And uh, there was a site, Artings, like ratings, uh, they, uh, you know, they read, you know, did a lot better uh, noise-canceling tests for a lot of this stuff, and they found that, yes, it had significantly gotten worse. So it, 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 I was thinking about that on... There, there, the way that the, here, this is the way that I realized that something was going on. I would get on the bus, these crowded rush hour San Francisco buses and trains, and I would sometimes wonder if the noise canceling was on. That was how bad it was, and it turned out it would be. So I was picking up all the chatter, the sounds of the bus and stuff. So I'd have to reach up and do the little clamp, and and then suddenly it would go off, and you would hear a difference. It was definitely different. But before I had a you know, a respectable amount of silence. Like I said in the editorial, I used to be fine just sitting with the noise canceling off without the music on. But now I want to turn on the music if I want to shut out the people around me. <laughs> this firmware update happened automatically and Apple pulled it. So there is a possibility that if you didn't activate your AirPods Pro in a certain during a certain time frame, you did not get the firmware update. Or you did not charge them and you already yeah. had them. You got lucky and you ended yes. up not getting it. Yes. Yeah, Apple will probably push out an update end of this week, early next week, fix it, and, and we'll all move on. But it doesn't, yeah. based on what Leif's saying and what, what I've read as well, it definitely seems like something got screwy with that yes. firmware. And, and, and that's like I said in there, I, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because they, they pulled it quickly. I think mm -hmm. they were aware it was a problem. Yeah. So, yeah. so keep an eye out. We'll post a story on our website when that actually happens. We'll keep an eye out for that as well. Because it'll probably be another automatic update. It'll yeah. just happen. Yeah. Um, there's no way to stop updates. Yeah. Uh, th that's one big drawback is there's no way to go back yep. to mm -hmm. the previous firmware. Apple doesn't let you do that with that particular product. Yeah, and automatic thing, updates are always nice, but yeah, this is the the rare case where they cause an issue. Same same thing with you know iOS updates that that go overnight. If something's screwy yeah. in there, you wake up and your phone's borked. <laughs> but There's you can't turn those do. off. Yeah, like these. Not yeah. not not on the AirPods, yeah. 
Uh, speaking of updates, it's possible that in a future Mac OS update that a new mode called Pro Mode could be introduced to boost performance on Pro Max. For those who aren't familiar, on the PC side, there have been for years the ability to basically boost your performance of your CPU. Uh, you can get into a certain performance mode in order to, you know, when you want to prioritize processing performance over, say, battery life or anything like that. When you want to get the most out of your CPU, maybe you're like rendering a video or 3D art or something like that, and you want top performance. The Mac doesn't have anything like that, even though it probably could because they're Intel processors, they're capable of doing it. People have been poking around in the in Mac OS betas and been finding stuff about a possible Pro mode that could be activated if you were to, say, use a MacBook Pro or a Mac Pro. So that could be a pretty cool feature to look out for. Yeah, I mean, some might say overdue, but yeah, sure. Uh, yes. It's definitely overdue. <laughs> yes, overdue. Like I said, this has been available on the PC side for yeah. years. And there are... I. I believe there are third-party apps that kind of let you unlock those things on uh, the Mac. I actually, I mean, I don't know for certain because I don't care about performance like yeah. other people do. But I believe there are like little apps that you can do. Certainly, apps that can, that can monitor CPU performance. Here's uh, I'll throw you a little. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just gonna say I don't know for certain, but um, it's definitely technically possible. Mm -hmm. And I was just gonna say. Uh, little conspiracy theory here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Normally, in a PC side, it's often associated with gaming, and then we all know how Apple thinks about gaming on the Mac. And uh, so maybe they didn't think there was a reason for it, even in like video performance and stuff like that. So, <laughs> but it it is often associated with that. And speaking of Pro Macintoshes, there are now rumors that a 13-inch MacBook Pro with a scissor keyboard is on the way because. There have been some, I guess, European records. Like regulatory filings. Yeah, the regulatory files that Apple has to do with the European Union always ends up revealing something of some sorts. They're, 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 they're nondescript yeah. model numbers, but yeah, we, we've learned about right. iPads before and Macs before through this method or through this um, whatever regulatory nonsense. But yeah, I mean, the 13-inch MacBook Pro with the scissor keyboard is one of the slam dunks of 2020. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to happen eventually. And this is like a no-brainer. I, I, I yeah. would be shocked. Not shocked, I would be mad, yeah, if they did not do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it'll probably happen before WWDC. Yeah, it'll be a Monday March. or Tuesday morning update. It's not, a, it's not an event thing. It's not a big deal. It's just yeah. this is the new MacBook. Go get yeah. it. Yeah. I'll be interested to see what the processor speeds are on those. If they even change, yeah. you know, update the processor speeds, they may just leave it and just say it just has a new keyboard. Who knows? I don't know if Apple would re ever really say this, but I think they really want to push the 16-inch model as the Pro's Pro model. I think so, too. And I think, so. if anything, they would go smaller than bigger with the 13-inch. I mean, I think it's the screen, screen size. It's a good size. You, you can trim those bezels, get it, you know, get that footprint down a little bit more. Doesn't that uh, the 16-inch start at 512 megabytes? And that's rare for a MacBook. Uh, so, you know, that alone feeds in what you were saying about the Pro, that they really want that to be aimed at Pros. Now it's time for our feature discussion. We're going to talk about the original iPhone event. 
the uh, 13th anniversary of the iPhone reveal at Macworld Expo. Remember Macworld Expo, you longtime Mac users? That happened last week, January 9th, I believe. So we thought we'd take a walk down memory lane and talk about where we were, what our initial impressions were of the presentation and that particular phone and other stuff related to that particular presentation. So this was the so the iPhone was revealed during the keynote of Macworld Expo. Yeah. 2007. Um, 2007. Uh, I was actually at that particular keynote. Oh, that's awesome. There have been rumors that Apple were go- was going to come out with a phone. There, there was and there weren't. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't, wasn't like, you know, you, the iPad we knew. Right. The, the, the iPhone, it was still very much a surprise. No one had seen it. No one had leaked any. It was, you know, this was a bit more quaint time on yes. the internet, yeah. so rumors weren't quite yeah. what they were today. And, yeah, we were all very surprised. And see, one of the things Jason and I are laughing about in Slack right now is uh, Kevin Rose of Dig. Remember when Dig was big? Uh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was, uh, He was. you know, he. they had come up with some leaks about it, you know, before. I think this was in December. The name iPhone was already out, but, you know. Yeah, iPhone we had heard, yeah. yep. But that there was going to be a slide-out keyboard and possibly a touchscreen, yep. <laughs> which is hilarious considering what would come. Yeah, that's what. That's yeah, absolutely. There was there were some rumblings. We definitely didn't expect it at that yes. event. Yeah. We, you know, it was fairly common knowledge that Apple was working on a mobile phone, but that was really it. You know, maybe a touchscreen, maybe a click wheel, if you can remember those yeah. things. You know, no one really knew what it would do, what it would look like, and how it would work. And people don't remember, but Apple actually did a phone in conjunction with Motorola. It was right. the Motorola with, Rocker. Yes. The Rocker. It was essentially an iTunes phone. Yes. It was awful. Yeah. <laughs> I had one. I didn't like it. I barely it was, used it. It was kind of the iPod interface, but not really. Yeah. Kind of. It was, it was not It was not good, good at all. But no. there was what they were doing is... I guess working on the interface. I mean, it was really nothing at all like no. the iPhone, but it, it was it was more like an iPod than yeah. an iPhone. But um, there 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 must have been some kind of a reason, engineering wise or development wise or design wise, that they that they did that, and it didn't last. And I don't think I don't know who yeah. bought it. You apparently apparently you bought one. Well, I actually didn't <laughs> buy one. I, they sent me one for evaluation, and <laughs> oh. I was kind of like, yeah, this phone isn't. Good. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, even even from the standards of then, it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At the time, I was working for uh, Mac Addict, which became Mac Life. Ah, I was working for Mac Life so, as well. Uh, and um, I was I was at the event with Susie Oaks, who used to work here at mm-hmm. MacWorld, who I worked with at Mac Addict slash Mac Life, and uh, used to work here at MacWorld. And I believe I was also with uh, Nico Kukovanis, who was the how-to editor at the publication. He now works at, or he worked at, he went on to Apple. I don't know where he is now, but I think he's still at Apple. Those were the days, huh, when three people from the same publication. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, that was also. Now they, now they can barely fit. Well, the, it's also different because it was Macworld Expo, so the venue yes. was a much bigger Yes, and is also there were a lot less people yeah. covering Apple back then. A lot, yeah. There weren't as many people covering Apple, and the one thing that uh, we so we went to the to the event, and 
I used to not sit with the rest of the media during those events, oh. during the mackerel. <laughs> too, too good for them, are no, you? Well, Roman? see, what happens is, <laughs> and people who have been to Apple events, and maybe you've even noticed it when you watch an Apple event. Well, it's different now because Apple hosts all their events. So it is predominantly media at their events, but they have special guests, and those special guests are usually at the front. Uh, mm-hmm. This was Macworld Expo, so there was special guest, media, and convention goers. Yeah, and I remember you used to have to line up and yeah. get a seat and all that yeah. stuff. And yeah. this was, uh, since it was Macworld Expo, there were a lot of developers, but there were also just a lot of people going. The general public could go. I used to sit not with the rest of the media because the media always has to have this stoic face. Yes. They don't respond. And I thought it was more fun to sit with the general public. I mean, you can feel it more, but I would, yeah, yeah. You, can't get, you can't get excited with them or people start yeah. calling out ethics. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was a lot of fun, especially when, when the iPhone was introduced and, you know, the people around us were cheering and, and getting really yeah. into it. It, it, was, it, was, it was fun. It, was, it, made, it made the event a lot more memorable Just to me. Right. Yeah. Okay. Did Apple TV come out at that event as well? Uh, it was part of the event. I don't remember if it was released. At th- I think, well, he teased it, uh, Steve Jobs teased it the year before as iTV at the iPod event, and I think it officially launched at the uh, r- right before okay. I, I, the I, iPhone, yeah. you know, the, the little wrap-up and early, early stuff. I think it was part I, of it. I think it was part, it, it, was, it was discussed before the iPhone was discussed in terms Correct. of, like, the chronological order of that particular presentation but i don't remember if that was the introduction of it or or what like i said uh, he he talked about you know it was like a sneak peek type thing he didn't really uh, and that was at the ipod music event the the prior september or october whatever, whatever that was and he said it completes the story and you'll be able to connect it to your tv and blah 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 yeah um Looking back, I actually went and watched the iPhone presentation yesterday. And the thing that struck me, having seen it, you know, 13 years later, was that that was Steve Jobs at his best. Yes, it was. His, his absolute He was at his best. absolute best. And, uh, and part of it was yeah. uh, because the crowd, he was able to feed off the crowd. But mm-hmm. sure. the thing also, the thing was, that was him doing... I had I don't recall him ever seeing doing so much of the demo of the product. Right. We're mm-hmm. so used to now where when we see an Apple event, somebody else comes on, does the does yeah. the introduction, and then that person even introduces somebody from the product team and they do the demo. This was all Steve yep. Jobs. Yeah, and he, but even back then when Steve Jobs like he he kind of often or always did his own demos back then but this one like you watched it on on kind of unravel yeah. with him like I, I remember when they did he did the, the slide to unlock yeah like he did it twice because people were like whoa <laughs> and it's like you want to see that again and it's like 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 like, like we were experiencing it with right. him yes. it wasn't here's the product and let me right. show you how it works he, he was a marketer and that i know that he knew that no one else could do that right for that product yeah. yes Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was obvious that he had rehearsed it, but it still right. felt right. Yeah, exactly. that was the mat. 
like he was you know like he was as excited right. as we were it was just it was it was re- remarkable the first word i wanted to use was performer but yeah so but there was a certain authenticity yeah. to his performance yes it totally yeah. absolutely yeah. there was he was yeah i mean he was like he was like a yeah. kid yeah he said before you know like like if you're lucky you get to do this once i've done it three times but this is something i've been waiting for for years and now it's yeah. finally here yeah. it was like it was like it was like Dylan goes electric, or like <laughs> Hendrix at, at Woodstock. I mean, he was just amazing. It was sometimes I just watch it just to watch it. Like I would put on like my favorite song. Like it's that yeah. good. Yeah. I was not in work, working in tech at that time. I was actually at my first job, uh, but first salary job, I should say. And uh, but uh, it was big enough that everybody in the office was a was allowed to watch it. Yeah. So that gives you an idea of how landmark of a moment that was at the time. Yes. Yeah, so. I don't know if it was me, but I, I couldn't watch it. I don't know if they weren't live streaming at that point, but I remember following along on one of those. I blogs, think that's what it was. Website I was using at yeah. the time, but I didn't have a video stream. So I remember when he he did the you know the three things. It's a wireless iPod with touch to controls. It's a revolutionary mobile phone, and it's a, a breakthrough internet communicator. Yeah. Like. W- I didn't get the it this is all one product for like a minute. So I'm thinking like these are these are he's coming out with three <laughs> different things here like what's going on? And then you know as people are frantically typing and like feeding the information you you know the the story un, un, unravels and you know there's something to be said for for watching or learning about a keynote in that form as well right. because we don't you know now we watch them and it's you know HD and all that that's cool but the, the, the kind of community aspect of those right. yes. Blogs yes. where people would comment and talk yes. about it and the excitement, you know, like I, I, I miss those days, man. It was, it, they, they were yeah. fun. Yeah. We used to do live blogging here at Macworld. Yeah. Um, and yeah, th- there was a lot of fun. It was fun. It was, it was hectic yeah, okay. and yeah, it was a lot of stress and it always freaked me out because for some reason or another, like I would always be like 15 seconds behind everyone right. else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> speed, speed of those fingers, yeah, Roman. <laughs> but it was, it was fun. And, and you're right. The, it kind of reinforced a sense of community back then, which kind of doesn't really happen now, especially because. No, not really. I mean, there's Twitter, but Twitter is just a right. mess of comments. Right. Like that was a, a nice stream of comments. You knew who you were talking with, you know, like yeah. it was all in the same room and you guys would talk to each other and it yeah. was fun. Yeah. You know, there's no more live blogging. Apple doesn't open those events to the public anymore. So there's, there is a diminished sense of community yet at the same time. Apple events are still as impactful as ever. Yeah. And you know, a live, a live to live stream is awesome. I mean, they do such a great job filming and, and streaming that to us now we take it for granted yeah. but you know we're watching uh, live hd um coverage of, of an event you know a couple of thousand miles away yeah, that's awesome. true. Yeah. and the one thing that struck me while re-watching the event was how so many things now we kind of i don't know i don't want to say take for granted but it's sort of like the evolution yes. of how we use the phone mm-hmm. yeah yeah Sure. Multi-touch was like, yeah. <laughs> you're, pinch, like you're pinching to yeah. zoom and stuff. And even yeah. when it came out, you know, and people had a hand, their hands on it, people just could not get over the fact that we're going to yeah. be using a screen yeah. to type. What yeah. the heck? Yeah. Totally. No, it was it was such a monumental thing. I walk when I I had just gotten home from my um, honeymoon when the when it first went on sale, and uh, my wife and I went to the mall, our local mall, to see. Um, 
uh, Ratatouille. Okay. And and on the way back, you know, out of the theater, we pass an Apple store. I'm like, oh, let's go check out the iPhone. And I, I, I bought two because it, it was that remarkable that I just like, like you can tell this is it. This is, it's not just, a, you know, this is a, a 2007 product that people are going to forget about. Like, this is it. This is what we're going to be doing for the next 20 years. The the one thing that I thought was kind of f- funny, or funny is not the right word, but it it kind of reinforces what I my my particular premise was the amount of time they spent actually using the phone, talking, yeah. making make phone calls. Yeah, yeah sure. Making phone. <laughs> yeah, he called Johnny. He called I. Starbucks. He called, Starbucks. And he called uh, Phil Schiller, and yeah. he showed how to do a conference call. Oh, Phil he Schiller. did. He did both. But yeah. um, the funny thing is, at least in my case. I avoid talking on the phone as much as possible. Yeah, well, now now nobody I, I, nobody needs a phone app anymore. You have FaceTime. It's, or, and oh, it's more it. about messaging app for me. It's texting or using yeah, some sort of messaging true. app. Yep. I, I try to avoid talking on the phone as much as possible. Jobs actually said, we want to reinvent the phone. What's the killer app? The killer app is making calls. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing calls. how hard yep. it is to make I calls remember. on phones. We want you to use contacts like never before. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and to be fair, it was. You know, to be able to to tap a Google result and make a phone call yeah. was pretty mind. This is a reminder, time. though. I would say the iPhone incident of how much the industry, you know, like tele, you know, telephones and stuff, sometimes limit technology. Because if you remember, and this this came up in Jason Snell's first review of the uh, of uh, the iPhone, is that we used to have to pay for text and individual texts and stuff like that. Yep. that was why it was really hard to imagine people using, even for him, using a messaging system, you know, to chat. With people and uh, so that's one big shift and that's the thing is the iphone i believe made it so popular to text like that the whole industry was forced to adapt to that so yeah it was definitely the first like because if you remember mobile phones at the time you would have to go into this stupid app and then like you couldn't like there was it wasn't sm it wasn't mms or anything it was it was it was a real pain and yeah apple streamlined that and then when iMessage came out that really blew it up and the one thing that's that stood out to me about that particular presentation was that, and, and I'm not saying it. I mean, I, I want to before I say what I'm going to say is it's not about a lack of foresight, but it's clear now that the iPhone has moved beyond those three particular pro, so-called yeah. products that Steve Jobs was presenting back then. You know, it's it's a computer, and we use the the apps are are all about what the it's, iPhone is now. It's all about the apps. It's moved beyond it, but it's also still very much those three things. <laughs> you know, Apple Music and you know, uh, and Internet Communicator, whatever that means. That kind of um, you know that covers a lot of things, but it you know, or, or whatever he said, yeah, and and a revolutionary mobile phone, which it, you know, it's still all very much those things, but yeah. The original iPhone, it didn't have, it couldn't download right. apps. I mean, it, it was it was Steve Jobs spent you know a good portion of that presentation extolling yeah. Yeah. web apps, and they just never got off the ground. And the next the next year, the App Store arrived, and that was when yeah. when you really got to see what the power of. It was the interesting iPhone that all do. these years later, they're still unsatisfying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they never they never really got there. It's true. You know, I mean, I use Chrome all the time, and that's that's a Mm-hmm. A different animal, but on the phones, yeah, web apps just never. Yeah, really that's a good point on off. Chrome. Yeah, but on the phones, yeah, yeah. 
The um, another like the coolest part of that presentation, or one of the cooler parts, is so at some point the demo mm-hmm. broke, like it it didn't like it, it something did something wasn't working, and he just broke into like this impromptu story about uh, St- uh, Steve Wozniak and the uh, making this like uh, phone jammer, yeah, or yeah. Like signal mm-hmm. jammer back when yeah. they were in college, and it was just like I was it was like watching yeah. a maestro, like he te- like nothing got him off his game during that presentation it was just it was it was masterful he he never i mean he's he's had some good ones i can't think of another presentation that i can like pull mm-hmm. anecdotes yeah. from and remember yeah. it like that one just yeah. just fantastic well, they could have released on itunes like for three <laughs> bucks like right. like like, right. like an Apple, whatever you call it and people would i i, I would have yeah. bought it <laughs> <laughs> what phone were you using at the time? I was using a BlackBerry Pearl, I believe. I had the um, what was the uh, the the Sony Ericsson one? That little tiny can. Oh no 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 no! I had I had I had the the, the Razor. Oh, oh that yeah, that's right. Yeah, the flip phone. Yeah, I had used an AT and T phone that I actually wrote about on Mac Life when before I switched over to the iPhone because like it had like two buttons that weren't working anymore. It was one of those things where I had this phone and the rumors were starting to churn about a particular, about the iPhone. I didn't want to change my phone because I was waiting for Apple to come out with their phone. Yeah. And then if it was going to even happen. So I was kind of gambling. In the meantime, like a couple buttons would stop working. Yeah. And and it was just, and like the uh, keypad, the uh, silk screen on the uh, keypad to indicate what to identify the buttons that you know had faded off and stuff, so yeah. I was kind of struggling with this phone uh, just because I was waiting for the iPhone to come out. I uh, let's see, I did not actually get one until the 3G, and that that was a thing. I was I was newly married, had this new job and stuff. I just bought that Pearl, so and I and there was the the, the thing. Wait until the second generation, yeah, or so yeah. So I didn't get one until I actually waited until the 3G. So that was my first iPhone. Yes. When it did actually come out, we decided that at the publication at, at Mac Attic or Mac Life, we decided that somebody would go to the Apple store and somebody else would go to the AT&T store. And I drew the short straw and went to the AT&T store. So I kind of did a live blog from the AT&T store, which wasn't much because I was just waiting in line. And so it was sort of more of a comedic piece than a seriously, you know, what's going to happen piece. I didn't write the review for Mac Life. Somebody else did. But I ended up writing the review for a sister publication in the UK. Yeah, it was it was an interesting time. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was. And uh, side note, Apple stock was like six <laughs> yes. at that point. <laughs> if you would have bought a bunch, couple hundred shares, you'd, you'd have a lot yeah, of Didn't money some on. analysts come out today with a projection of $350? Hell, it's pretty close. I mean, it's about three twenty at the moment. It's 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 crazy, and that's that's right. after splitting it's been what fourteen yeah. times or something. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 bonkers how much yeah. Apple is valued right now. That does it for this week's episode of the MacWorld Podcast, episode six hundred and eighty-two. Thanks to Mike Simon. Thank you. Thanks to Life Johnson. Thank you. And thank you, to the audience, for tuning in. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes through SoundCloud.com or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions, 
You can email us at podcast at macworld.com, or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next time. Thank you.